Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show. We're back for another Thursday edition of the show. We got a lot going on. We're going to talk Oakland. We're going to talk NBA. We're going to talk NHL. Before we do, Papa Dude, how's it going? Great. Another beautiful day in the Ozarks. Pretty, pretty, pretty weather. Got to take advantage of these days. That's for Very sure. good day again, for sure. Should be another good weekend at Oakland. You're heading back. You had a good time last weekend back going on this weekend. So, mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, uh, last weekend was kind of a very relaxing one. This weekend, I think there'll be more people to track. Which do you prefer? Yeah, yeah, I would say with the weather the way it's supposed to be, I think they're calling thunderstorms late in the day. I don't know what that means, but it's only like 35% chance. Uh, the apple blossom has become a feature event yeah. <clears throat> at Oakland. Kind of disappointed it didn't draw a lot of horses, but there's quality there. So I, I guess... It's always been a feature race, but when Zenyatta came down there, what, probably been 10, 12 years ago now, that's when it really, yeah. really got some headlines. Yeah, they used to run the Apple Blossom and the Oakland Handicap in the same day, and that always drew, uh, well, or the same weekend at least. Sometimes the Apple Blossom would be Friday, Handicap would be Saturday. Yeah. Uh, and also the Apple Blossom used to be the day before the Arkansas Derby, yeah. and I think that brought a lot of attention to it as well. But over the years, it's always been great. Is that your favorite apple blossom? Was uh, when Zenyatta came? Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah. You can't, you can't beat that one. And that was the year that Zenyatta and they set it up to where her and Rachel Alexander were going to run against each other. Yep. And that didn't happen. But that used to be part of what they called the Racing Festival of the South. Yep. Where they had all of it on one weekend. Man, it was something else at Oakland. Yeah, and you would have about 10 stakes races uh, on two days. There. Well, three days, they'd run a Thursday stakes as yeah. well. And yeah, part of the Racing Festival of the South that it used to be was the Apple Blossom and the Count Fleet. Two races we're getting ready to talk about. So it's it's different. I don't know about you. I, I'm just, I can't get used to this new schedule. I, I don't love it. No, I, I, I don't either. You know, it just seems like, the weather, I don't know. It's always, it's never very good in, at, uh, in hot springs, but when you start in December and then you go through the early weeks in January, you just have so much cold weather. And I don't know, is it too long? Maybe I, I hate to say that because I always thought it was too short when they went the other way. Yeah. Uh, now, the weather has finally gotten better. And to me, the meat's gotten better simply because it's it's nice to race when the track is fast yeah. and the sun is shining. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think that's a lot of it. And I think it, your major derby, perhaps before the Arkansas Derby, it's all during those weeks where it's like it's sketchy what you're going to get. And it's kind of ruined that part of it a little bit. But what are you going to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. It seems like in recent years – Last two or three, they haven't drawn the fields like they were mm-hmm. in the past. Are you thinking that too? I, did, I, I just something they're not drawing the shippers. Used to, they would draw more shippers for the racing festival of the South. And I think my theory on it, at least, is you could all group together. If you're a trainer, you got four or five horses that could fit into all those races. Yep. One flight there, one flight back. 
right? Yeah. And, and you yeah. don't have to plan week after week. I think that's it. Lights, and I think that's a big, big part of it. And I think that's where they've screwed up. Even if they wanted to extend the season, I think that's all right. But I think the Racing Festival of South yeah. should have stayed together. And listen, here we are. I'll go ahead and put it on the screen. There's four horses in the Apple Blossom. And yeah. And that goes to what you're saying. Real quick before we go, uh, go on here. Keeneland is happening right now. We're one minute to post the third race. Michael says he does not have the 10 here in his pick four, pick five. I don't either. So we'll see how that goes. I also <laughs> got the other award in the last race too. So we will see what happens uh, at Keeneland. That'll be live uh, coming up while we're talking about the Apple Blossom. And we'll see, Michael. I don't have that 10 either. I'm surprised it's taking the money. It is. All right, Papa Dude, let's go. Let's get to Oakland Park. Listen, four horses or not, we're going to cover it because it is the Apple Blossom Handicap. Listen, listen, historically, this is one of the best races of the year for the older fillies uh, and mares here. Got a field of four. Like I said, Secret Oath going to be the favorite at four to five here. We're going a mile on the 16th. It is Saturday. It is race 11. All right, Papa Dude, what do you think about the Apple Blossom? Well, I, I'm shocked there's just four horses. Mm -hmm. I just am shocked. When you look at the purse, you know, you finish fourth, you're going to win $50,000, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you finish third, you win $100,000. So it really shocks me that they don't have any more entries than this. I mean, you've got the two big ones in there that, that I guess are going to scare some people off. And then Hot and Sultry is pretty good also. But I don't feel like they're just great horses. Yep. I mean, they can be beat. Now, maybe this division isn't very strong. Is that what it is? Is there because we don't have the great uh, older females right now? Yeah, I don't think we have a lot of them right now. And I think it, with with Churchill right around the corner, and they run big races there for the Phillies and mares, and yeah. and England's got a race coming up in a week or two. I just think, hey, they just they went other places. Yeah. And, it's kind of sad. And the big thing you're missing, I think there's just nobody from California that came. And usually there's a couple, there's nobody here. So no, it's, no. it's, it, here's what's left. It's like, yeah. here's a couple of horses at Oakland and that's it. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it comes down. Most people I think are going to have to decide between the one and the four and they could duel each other out. And somebody, one of those others could slip in there. Uh, hot and sultry is a threat, that's for sure. But I went ahead and settled on D Wayne because I'm partial. I just think this horse is a little bit better than Clarier. I uh, Clarier's not a superstar, just a really hard knocking horse, and uh, didn't run great, didn't run bad last time. Uh, but she's hard to beat. So I heard D Wayne a couple of weeks ago and he, of course, he always brags on his horses, but man, he is high on secret oath mm -hmm. and the way she has filled out and developed during this layoff. And he thinks she's going to have a fantastic four-year-old season. So we'll see, but I, I went with her. I just think she's a little better. Well, I think in a four horse field, <laughs> what are you really supposed to do with Clarier? Yeah. You know, and well, there you go right there. Nick Feldman says it. Clarier needs more of a real yeah. race to get some dynamics to set up for. She comes from way out of it. You can't really change what she does. She comes no. from way off the pace. You're going to have to have a, a, a pace set up to win when you're clear yeah. or at least a race that runs normal. Um, you're just not going to get that here with four horses. And, and you look at this pace. Seems to me like hot, hot and sultry is going to get out to the front, going to be the leader. And may win. It could because of the pace dynamics. There's really nobody that's going to, 
you know, run well. It's not going to set up very well. Okay. So, either one of the big favorites, right? No, but, but I agree. But when you look at it, it certainly seems like Secret Oath can sit closer to the pace yes. than Clarier. And so I don't think Hot and Sultry will be able to hold off a horse like Secret Oath if she's close enough. I project she's going to be. I went back and forth. I almost picked Hot and Sultry because I just thought, well, maybe she will hold them off. But uh, I, I just think, end of the day, Secret Oath sits close enough uh, to get the job done. By the way, the 11 wins uh, at Keeneland. I had the 11. Hope you guys did too. Uh, we'll be three for three in this pick five. All right. But yeah, I, I just feel like Secret Oath, you've seen her before. She can sit two, three, four yeah. lengths off of it, at least, especially if it's a slow pace. She'll make that move. And I don't think Clarier's got that kind of move until the stretch. And I think it'll be the exact same thing that happened in the Azari, where it's like she made the move and I can't come get her. So, right. but what do you really do with a four to five secret oath, right? There's, uh, there's something. you just watch. To be honest, I'm going for one reason. This might be, and I hate to say this, the last stakes race D Wayne ever wins at Oakland. Mm hmm. And I'm not saying he's going to die or anything like that, but the odds are he may not have another one, you know, as good as this one. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I want to be there if he wins. I just it, want to say I was there. It absolutely could be the last grade one. Um, yes. yes. I don't know if it'll be the last stakes race, but it could be the last grade yeah, well, one. I think However, that's what I meant. The next as, big one. As good as she's been one. running. Yes, she might go out and win another one this season. I mean, she's That's running true. very well right now. I, well, what I meant—the last Grade One at Oakland. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. That, that's I, what I, that's what I'm thinking. In a hundred percent, entirely possible. Yeah. And I think, I think every, I think it'll be an event if he wins. I think Oakland will make that mm -hmm. an event. I think, I think the anticipation is there. You know that. Uh, uh, I was down last weekend, and I, I'm, a, a, and I, I, you know, I'm in total awe of him. How he can do what he does at this age, uh, get up and ride a pony every day is un it's unbelievable. And I was watching him in the paddock. Uh, he's pretty feeble. He really is. He he's really starting to slow down a bit. Mind is still fantastic, though. You can't get anything by him, and he still gets around. But man, he just he, it's it's. You know, it's. I, I just want to see it if he can win it. I think it would be special. I'm with you on that. I, I would love to see him win this one, and I think he's going to get it. Like I said, it seems like a race, uh, you know, pretty much made for her to get the job done as long as she didn't get too far behind. And like I said, I, I do not think uh, I do not think she will. And again, the problem for me is how do you bet it? It's just it's yeah, I think a really short price. I think you just remember when Oak, when uh, Zenyatta came down there that year, and I think there were five horses. Yeah. There was no way you could bet it to make any money. You just sat back and, and watched. And I bet you down deep, uh, Asmussen's not going to care if D. Wayne beats him in this one. No, probably not. I think probably. they have so much respect for each other. Yep, yep. I, I totally agree with you there. Uh, before we move on to the count fleet, a lot of people had the eight just now at Keeneland. Um, boy, uh, just a tough beat for the eight. was closing fast. I had the eight on the ticket as well. 15 to 1 versus 5 to 1 Ooh. if the 8 gets home. So that that's a 
tough one to take. That horse was probably best and just got going a little too late. All right, let's go to uh, race number nine on that Saturday card at Oakland Park. Now, we complain that we didn't have much to bet. It's in the <laughs> yeah. bet. Here's a good betting race right here. It's the Count Fleet uh, Handicap. Great three race here going six furlongs at Oakland. It's going to be race nine. Like I said, field of 10. Now, this is a tough one. This is a Ooh. very good sprint race here. All right, Papa Dude, who we got in this one? Where are we going? Wow, this one is, I mean, this is, you can go so many ways in this. Um, just, right, I, you start with the one. That's a solid horse at 10 to 1. Edge to Edge has, is just a really good horse that sometimes wins a race like this when you've got other good ones in there. Um, Skelly has two wins, both allowance races, you know, Lots of potential there. Um, Candyman Rocket comes in running extremely well. Tejano mm -hmm. Twist, another really solid horse. Surveillance is another good one coming in. Then you got Cogburn, and then you go all the way down to Strobe. Oh, yeah, all Strobe's done is one four out of five. And I've got to ask you a question before I give you my pick here uh, regarding Strobe. Is there a reason why Cox has never put that horse in a stakes race? I think it's a great question. So let's talk about Strobe for a minute here before, like I said, before we kind of give, give our picks. Yeah. Horse won two in a row. Could not have looked any better. And by the way, on debut, Strobe beat a horse named Elite Power. Elite Power is the top sprinter in the country right now, if not the world. And so, you know, this horse won and beat Elite Power by four and a half in yeah. the debut race on Kentucky Derby Day, by the way. So anyway, goes on, wins again, then got beat in a, over a sloppy track, just didn't run very well. Not two fast track wins in a row. Right. I do think it's interesting. Five races, four wins, four dominant wins, and we yeah. haven't seen this horse in a stakes yet. That's weird. I'm really, I'm really wondering about that. And he hasn't just won these lounge races and these the maiden. It's like you said, it's by five and six and seven yep. lengths. Yep. So uh, that could be exactly right, Dennis. You're wondering if there's some injuries involved in this. Uh, I went with him. Because he's finally put him in a stakes race. I think I don't think Cox would do that if he didn't think he could win. He's been so dominant. And I just I, I just don't see any reason not to bet him unless you're afraid of uh, the history and where he's ran at and all that stuff. But he's ran at big tracks. He hasn't won these races at dinky tracks. So mm -hmm. I went with him on top. Uh, but, you know, it's shaky at seven to two. Uh, and then you just start throwing them in there after that. Uh, I like surveillance an awful lot coming in, I believe, from the fairgrounds. Yep. Uh, ran really well, won three times, three out of his last four races. He's won. I like that horse a lot. Candyman Rocket, how can you not like him? That's another good one. And then Tijano Twist is another solid horse, won the Whitmore, which is, I guess, a prep for this. So take your pick. I went 10 uh, strobe. Then I had Tana Twist a, a second, uh, Surveillance third, and I went Skelly in fourth. There's tons of speed in here, so you might look for a closer to come in and nail him as some of these get in a speed duel, and Tiano Twist and, sur and uh, Surveillance both come off the pace a little bit. So you might look at those. Yeah, I, I think I – think 
that's where I land with Tayana Twist. <laughs> the one wants to go. The two wants to go. Yep. The eight wants to go. Three wants to run. Four's fast. Ten's fast. As <laughs> yeah. a blazing pace, in my opinion. It is. <laughs> and at the end of the day, I think that's going to set up for Teano Twist. So I'm going to put Teano Twist on top. I don't here. disagree. Okay. Here's the deal. He okay. gets the perfect setup. He's been really, really good. The only horse he's lost to in the last five races is Gunite. Gunite would win this one, I think. Is he oh, would yeah. get a similar setup, I think. Yeah. Now, Strobe is the one that is drawn outside of all the speed. So I think the key is, I think they've got to sit Strobe off a little bit. Yeah. And monitor that situation. If he can sit and pounce, he's going to still be tough. He's the one since he's drawn all the way to the outside. Maybe he can sit off just a little bit and still win. So that's going to be a big key for him. I've got a crazy one for third. Okay. I like the number nine, Payne. Payne. Third. Here's why. Great setup. This is the other huge closer in the race. There's two big closers. Tayana Twist makes a ton of sense. Very logical. Has been getting up and getting the job done. Payne, not as much. It's been a little bit sketchy. We did win two races back. He always seems to come with a little bit of a run. He's never quite there. He gets the absolute perfect setup at yep. a 20 to one. And I think he'll be every bit of it. He might get up there and get second or third and really make this thing pay. I expect a horse, the horses like edge and Skelly edge, edge, Skelly and uh, you know, uh, uh, Cogburn pirate Rick to just totally quit in this race i think i don't know about edge to edge but the other three maybe well okay edge to edge i don't know he wants that lead awful bad. oh he does I, he does <laughs> i think they're gonna quit i think they're all coming back and i think you're gonna see a situation where it's tiana twist strobe and i think pain's gonna be in there so i look at those three right there Try to mix those in and exactly yep. some tries how you, however you want to. Like I said, I think Strobe will hang around. I think drawing outside the old speed will help. And then give me the two closers with him, Tayana Twist and Payne. Yep. What, what did you think of Payne? Oh, I looked at him as well. And I agree with you because the the uh, there's three Asmussen horses in the race. The other two are going to get the money. Yep. He's not. So I think he will be 20 to 1 uh, or really close to that. So, yeah, I liked him too. I uh I just think this is a fascinating race uh, to just see how it plays out. And you're right about 10. They've got to lay him back a little bit. So, uh, yeah, this is this is good. And, and uh, there's Nick's question there. Yeah, Nick says, how often would you get a Cox yeah. horse with the record like Strobe going into a stakes race and might not be the favorite? And if that's an angle you're going to play to play a win, how yeah. can I sit here and argue that point? Yeah. He has a very good point. And if I had a little more, because here's the deal. And again, sometimes horses get on the lead just because they're faster than everybody in the race. And when they're not, that doesn't necessarily mean they can't win. They might just stalk. I just wish I'd saw a race where he did that, you know, out of these yeah. last five. And you don't force them to do it when they're faster than everybody else. I get it. But I just think this is a little bit different of a pace scenario than what he's faced. I'm going to play him on the pick fours and fives. I'm not going to try to bet him to win. That's where I landed with him. Can't talk anybody off playing Strobe. I mean, you're picking him as well. I don't think it's a dumb pick. Well, the, the, the thing that bothers me, again, and we follow Cox a lot, 
when he has a really good horse, especially one that's won four out of five by a combined, I'm just going to casually say this, 25 links. Yeah. That's close to that, 20 to 25 links. And he hasn't run in a stakes race. That's extremely odd to me. Yep. yep. I, I agree. I, well, look, he when he came back, okay, so he obviously had some health issues. Yes. We had 160 days off between his first and second race. He came back in the second race on October 14th at Keeneland. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, it would have been about three weeks before the Breeders' Cup. And he dominated by six. And a lot of people were like, maybe he doesn't go to the Breeders' Cup, but he's going to go to the Malibu, this, that, the other, whatever. You know, he didn't, he went to an allowance on November 12th at Churchill and got beat. And so I was still thought, okay, now you go to fairgrounds, there's an allowance for him. Why not mm-hmm. do it? Dominates. And then you're like, okay, fairgrounds. There's plenty of sprints. He'll go to that. And he didn't. He went to another allowance. So it's strange. It is odd. Yeah. It's but, very odd. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it. And no, I don't yeah. think you are, because we know what Cox does, you know, yeah. and all trainers. Yeah. So, I mean, you win the maiden, you win it easy, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then you dominate. So the progression is to go to an allowance uh-huh. or a small stakes. So you go to the allowance, boom, you win easy. And then the next progression is definitely a stakes race. Right. Yeah. And it didn't happen. So it's weird. So let me throw this at you right now. We talked about it because Mike Samich's best bet from the show was the 10 horse in the fifth race at Keeneland. He's trying to beat the three. Michael says the three has scratched. I went and looked it up. The three certainly has scratched. Oh, boy. When did this happen is my question. Because well, I'm alive to two horses in that fifth leg if we get there. we got to get through one more. The three, which was sidekick in the 10, Samich's horse. Yeah. Oh, boy. Now I'm going to be alive to the post-time favorite and the 10. What happened to the three? When did that happen? Oh, my god! I don't know. But we're not going to get six to one on the 10. It, and that's the other thing. It totally screws Samich's six to one. I yep. mean, the 10 may actually be the favorite. It which could. Means the pick five would be for a dollar. Um, or you could, uh, Michael, yeah, it's going to be the 10 of the one. I mean, the one is Cox Drew. I guess if you're going to be in the situation I'm in, that's not terrible. Also, I got to get through the fourth race, so it probably won't matter. So, <laughs> I don't play think this what's the Cox horse? Five to two, five to. Well, the Cox horse was morning line four to one. Four to one. Well, he's going to drop to five to two. Yeah. And I would say that Samich's horse will be three or four to one. Yeah. I'd say four to one, maybe seven to two. I don't think he's going to drop down that to the favorite. Yeah. When in the hell did they scratch that three? He was in as of an hour ago. I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, something sure. else. Yeah. Um, damn it, damn it, damn it. Okay. Well, let's uh let's move on. Do you have any closing thoughts for Oakland before we move No, on? no. Okay. It should be a, a very good uh, day. But you know, you're right about the busting up the racing festival of the south. I think that has really hurt the more I think about it. I think Oakland. I, I think they've gone the way of we need more race dates for more people to be here, to more people to get in the casino, and they don't really care. I think that's part a lot of it. I think you're right. I think and that it's, listen, it's has affected some stuff. I'm all for the extended season. I think it makes sense. 
Um, I thought their their meat was too short as mm-hmm. it was, but I don't think an extended season means you have to break up those that that series of races. So. Yeah, I, it's not the same. No, nope. nope. it's just not. It we had to run the racing festival of the South the first week in April with the with the uh, Arkansas Derby. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And uh, but you know that's that's not what's happening. So yeah. now to be fair to them, uh, the the year that they had, uh, gosh, can't remember all those horses. They had Swiss Skydiver and they had. Um, yeah, they had Monomoy Girl. Monomoy Girl, and then the other Latruska. The one, the one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Latruska, Monomoy Girl, and Swiss Skydiver. That was an incredible it was. Awesome. It was. And that was a race that should stand by itself, right? Yeah. So a lot of it is just. I was there that day. That was uh, three of the most beautiful horses I've ever seen. Yep. I tell you, that Swiss Skydiver, she's a looker. She is gorgeous. She really is. Yeah, she was a gorgeous horse, and uh, well, Latruska was a big, big oh, mare gosh. too. And uh, you had you had Monmoy Girl, who was beautiful. Oh, beautiful! Oh. That beautiful. was a great race. Yeah, that, yeah, that, and that field wasn't that big either. But no, you, only you had three of them instead of two. <laughs> however, okay, it was a field of five. You're yeah. right, but however, that being said, that we don't have any. I know Secret Oath won the Oaks, but. She's not up to the level of those three right now. Not yet. So she's not those those three scared everybody off that year. Oh, exactly, exactly. Anyway, yeah, uh, Oakland has got some problems. I mean, it's our track. I love it. It's it's, and I'll say this, and we've said it a million times on here. If you ever get a chance to go, make sure you do because you're Saratoga. I guess is is a lot like it. Maybe Keeneland. You guys were talking about it. But there's pure race fans at Oakland. Everybody there is a race fan. And it's a destination is what it is, like Saratoga is. And you will like it. If you're a horse guy, you will like it. It, it, it is uh, – it's just really a neat place. The, the town itself, everything about Hot Springs is pretty cool. It's very unique. A uh, couple of things. Mark said he loved Arkansas Derby Day because you had the Arkansas Derby, the Count Fleet, the Oakland yep. Handicap, and then the Fantasy and the Apple Blossom was the day before. Yep. It was perfect. I loved it. It a great weekend. Yeah, I loved it. It was it was great. And, and honestly, those weekends, that's what created this website, uh, specifically yeah. uh, those types of weekends. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with Mark. Yeah, as far as destination tracks, uh, before we move on to sports on the show today, uh, there's no question Oakland is one of those. It is definitely a racing town. Um, you know, every racetrack, the little joints or dives around the track, you see racing people, but then you get outside that and you don't, right? Yeah. Oakland uh, and Hot Springs, anywhere you go that morning or evening, people are talking about the races, handicapping yeah. races. Saratoga, certainly like that. Lexington, Kentucky, Keeneland, certainly like that as well. Those are the yeah. top three. Um, Del Mar in its own way, although a lot there's a lot of people that are just there on vacation as well because there's I mean, Del Mar's right by a beach. It's right across the street from the beach. So mm-hmm. you do have a little bit of that crowd. It's not the only Thing that's right there. So, but those definitely are the, the the main tracks where you really get swept away. Lexington is incredible because, from my standpoint, everybody in Lexington—not everybody, obviously—but a lot of people in Lexington work in the horse racing industry. So, sure. 
the answer to what you do for a living and you work in the horse racing industry is not odd in Lexington. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's race country there or horse country. Uh, the other thing, and we, you know, we'll get off this, but Oakland has got to figure out some way to get a turf track in there. Mm -hmm. I think for their future to continue to be the, one of the best tracks in the country, they've got to get turf racing in there. And I don't know how in the world they're going to do it. Yep. I just no, don't I know how they would have to tear up that the, the dirt track and extend it. I think they'd have to close the season down for a year. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Um, I agree. It, but they're going to have to do something eventually. We'll see what they try to do. They'll, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. They've been uh, there too long. Like, like Mark says, uh, Fairmont opening next Tuesday. Back to $5,000 claimers on Tuesdays and Saturdays. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, definitely not a destination. No. And those four and five horse fields are really fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's just a, you, you got to be yeah. a degenerate to go there. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dennis says Keeneland too rich blooded for me. I, I get it. Yeah. It is a little bit stuffy, uh, especially on those bigger weekends. Um, well, the thing about Oakland, <laughs> it is not stuffy. <laughs> if you are a people watcher, if you dislike to go, what my my wife said this last week. There's people from all walks of life at Oakland, mm -hmm. intermingling with each other. It's uh, you know you got the you got the the bombs and you got the rich people and it's 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 just it's really something else. Yeah, uh, and, and, and Trish says you go to Malone's and pl see plenty of people on laptop on the at the bar watching races or betting. Exactly, I you know any any kind of bar you go to, that's that's the talk. Um, yeah. We went to, to a couple, and that's yeah, like I said, there are people everywhere talking about it. Um, Nick says he's going to Keeneland on Derby Day uh, to tailgate. That's got to be fun. I listen. If you've never been to the Kentucky Derby, definitely go. I don't think you need to go more than once. Uh, I, I would much rather do something like what Nick's going to do or go to another track uh, at, at some. Uh, there. Yeah. Like I was talking to Vicki Felker, a friend of the show and mm -hmm. uh, the website. She said, you know, we went to the Derby. Now what we do, we pick a prep to go to. It was thankfully this year. It was uh, uh, the uh, bluegrass got to see her and, uh, and their husband and son. And, but they said when on Derby day, we just go to the, like this, like to the track, to the, to our yeah. local track, yeah. you know, spend time there because it's it's much easier it's still enjoyable you're watching it with people but you don't have to fight all that mess so well and unless you're with the press like you are yeah you can't see hey even when you're with the press you can't see oh well see you why go to the race and that's what i'm so looking forward to this year to be able to see the race again yeah the area the press is in you can't see it you can't see anything so yeah. Um, and now look, I would much rather go to, to Churchill Downs on a on a day where there's not very many people there. Like yeah, I don't necessarily dislike Churchill, just I dislike the Derby going there. And yeah, congratulations to by the way, Nick. Uh bachelor party means you, you're getting married. So there you yeah. go. I, don't know. I guess I that's, guess that's there. congratulations there, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's let's now let's calm down. Let's uh, oh, I was kidding. Come on. <laughs> all right, let's get to let's get to some sports real quick before we get out of here today. Um, we're going to talk NBA playoffs here. I've got the, uh, the the standings up on the screen now. So everything is decided except for those eight seeds. And so right. Miami and Chicago will play for the eight seed in the east. And then in the west, we've got uh, Minnesota and Oklahoma City playing for that eight seed in the in the west. Um, 
I'm going to talk about the series prices right now because I think they're really interesting. Samich brought these up. Um, so right now, of course, the one and eight series, we don't have prices because we don't know who they're playing yet. The other ones we do. So here's some interesting ones. I'll start in the East. Now, this one, I mean, this seems fairly logical. 76ers, a huge favorite. They are minus 1,000. Brooklyn, plus 625. That's pretty much going to be Philly, right? Yeah, I don't see how. You know, you look at the West, it's wide open. We'll get to that in a minute. The East, I think there's three super teams in the East. Uh, they're better. Maybe not super, but the top three, I think, are better than the other ones. I think they're clearly better. Brooklyn's coming into this. Uh, I don't give them a chance against the Sixers. I don't think they win a game. I think they get swept. Okay, Hawks, Celtics, very similar numbers. Celtics minus 1,100. Hawks plus 650. I would give the Hawks more of a chance than I will the Nets, Mm -hmm. but I think it's 4-1 at the best. Yeah, I'm with you there too. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't like the Hawks at all. And this is where it gets interesting. The four-five matchup. Yes. Cleveland is a favorite, minus two twenty for Cleveland, plus one eighty yeah. for the Knicks. What do you think about this one? Well, that's the only one in the East that you can bet on. I think mm-hmm. uh, if you're just taking the odds like that. Uh, what's the Knicks again? The Knicks are plus one eighty. We say we're a little higher. Uh, right. I think they can beat them. I do. Here's the thing with Cleveland. They can't win on the road. They don't play very well on the road. Um, and if the Knicks can go in there and uh, steal one, which I think they can, they're not that bad. Yeah. They just got a really good record. I think I'd, I'd take a shot on the Knicks. That's the only one I'd look at. I really like the Knicks to win. I think the Knicks are going to do it. They could. Yeah. yeah. Normally, other than the 4-5, the first round of the playoffs in the NBA, other than the four versus the five, are usually 4-0. to mm-hmm. They're usually sweeps. They usually are, yeah. Now, let's get to these uh, in the West because this is where the prices are are comical yes. uh, a, little, a little bit here. Now, listen to this. Okay, the two-seed Memphis. Let's start uh-huh. with them. Okay. They are plus 140, and the seven-seed Lakers are, are minor – excuse me. Uh, the Lakers are plus 120. The Memphis Grizzlies are minus 140. This is, a, this is a 2-7, and Memphis is a fairly favorite in this. Wow. We talked about this off air, so we'll talk yeah. about it on air now. You're not taking the Lakers at this price. No way, right? <laughs> well, I, I've never seen this before. I'm watching NBA all these years. Where your top three seeds – no one likes. Yeah. Usually there is a heavy favorite in those top three seeds, like there is in the East. Mm-hmm. Denver. Are you really going to bet a team that's 19 and 22 on the road? I mean, that, they may get through the first round, but when you're, you're 19 and 22 on the road, um, you've only outscored your opponents by three points. Uh, I, you know, yeah, you're good at home. Yeah. They're hard to beat at home. They're 34 and 7. But there's too many games I saw this year when they didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Have they had a great year? Yes. Do they have a great player? Yes. Do they have enough around him? I don't know. Then you got Memphis that I think I mean, it's just stupid when you're 51 and 31. I think they've been a little bit of a disappointment. I thought they'd be a little bit better than this uh than that this year. Look at their away record, 16 and 25. 
Yeah. So I see why the Lakers are where they're at. Uh, I don't think Memphis sweeps them. I think the Lakers are going to make this tough. I don't know if they're good enough to beat them. Um, it's all going to depend on on LeBron. You know, if he goes off like he's capable, I don't know if Memphis has got anybody can guard him. Yeah. But LeBron is slowing down. He yeah. is. He's And why wouldn't he? Yeah, he's been playing forever, and the guy's still amazing. Yep. You know, the shape he's in. I, I was watching him the other night. It was in the overtime. I think it was in overtime. Maybe right at the end, towards the end of the fourth quarter. But he got the ball on the open out in the open floor on yep. a rebound. And he took off the other way. And I'm telling you what, I wouldn't get in front of him. There is no way. <laughs> he yep. would absolutely kill you. He, he's still alone. There's no doubt. He is. Yeah. So that is a very interesting. Now, the Lakers, what are they again? The plus, Lakers are plus 120. That's not good enough. No. I, I'm not going to take them now. You may cash that bet, but that, that is crazy to take them at plus 120. Yeah. You need two, three, four to one. In my Absolutely. Opinion. I don't like it. Now, another one here, and this right. is this is the crazy one. So the three-seeded Sacramento Kings plus 235, the six-seeded Golden State Warriors minus 285. I don't think that's ever happened. No, there's no way in the world that's ever happened. That's nuts. Yes. Uh, give me the Kings. You know, Golden State's flawed. Look Clearly, at their they're the six-seed, Yeah. Look at their okay. I usually look at a at, at a quality NBA team. Look at how they do away from home. Yeah, I think you can tell a lot about a team yeah. away from home. Golden State is eleven and thirty on the road. Yep. The Kings are twenty five and sixteen, which I never would have guessed. That's a pretty good road record. Yep. Here's the thing with the Kings. We've said this all year. And I can tell you right now, I can't name you one guy that plays for the Kings. Can you? I I can't, cannot, no. <laughs> Be completely honest, I have no idea. And they're 48 and 34. Now, yeah. One of the reasons is they play on the West Coast, so we don't stay up and watch them that yeah. much. But I can name you three or four that play on Golden State, and that's why they're favorite. But look at their record. They did not play very well. No. They're getting old. They're going to have to bust that team up and start all over before long because they've been together for, what, 10 years now? I mean, yes. time flies by. How many years has Curry played? He's played a lot. He has, yeah. And he's um, but I, if you're going to bet that, you're going to take the Kings, don't you? To me, it's a no bet. Because well, probably, but still, I don't want to. I don't want to play the Kings. I don't think the Kings will beat them. <laughs> I tell you but, what, I'm going to do. I'm going to bet the over in every game. <laughs> well, yeah, that's definitely, definitely for sure. Here, come on, hold off the six, three. Give me a break right now. Change your leads. Oh, I think he did. I don't know. Very close. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't. Um, I, I couldn't play the Kings. I, I think they're going to beat, but also, I, I'm not taking. Golden State at two minus two eighty or what, what no. was that? Minus well that would uh, minus two eighty-five. It's just no, no I, you would no. Couldn't make any money on it anyway. So no, no. So I just 
it's just a watch series for me. I just I can't. Go I think it. it will be a fun series to watch because there's going to be a lot of offense. Did you um, get? I'm watching this photo here. Yeah, see if you got that. I've got it's about six people. leg four. Oh. You think he got it? I think he lost a, a split second after the wire, but I think he won. Yeah. Oh, God, that's... <laughs> well, maybe it's a dead heat. The camera's so weird at Keeneland. I don't know. Wow. It looks like the six... Uh, it looks like the six got him, but it's, it is... Wickedly close. I think the I think I'm with you. It, I mean, it happened right at the oh gosh, I think the six got him. Yeah. Mm. And you don't have the six. Six has it. Yep. Six with the win. So six, three, five, seven. Do you have the six? Nope, I'm out. Mm. Man, oh man. Well, oh well. All right. Now let's go on. Uh those are the kind that suck. Honestly, that's why I'm almost like 98% of my money goes to things other than pick fours and pick fives. <laughs> They're so it. hard to get. The ROIs on them just it, it's it's not there. I mean <laughs> doubles, exactas, and win bets for me. All right, now let's go. There's one more. So this is the interesting one in the four-five matchup. We're talking about the Suns and the Clippers. Suns are minus 525. The Clippers are plus 375. Quite the difference from the 4-5 matchup in the East. What mm -hmm. do you think about the Suns team? Well, they're old and they're brittle. If they're old and healthy, I think they win it. They have the best team. But can they stay healthy through all this? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do think they're the best team out of, out of, the, out of this. And uh, if I was Golden State... I would be thrilled to be sixth instead of fifth. Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted to stay away from Phoenix. And, and so, you know, if Golden State can get by the Kings, then they move up into that slot with the Grizzlies. Uh, or does, does the NBA recede? In other words. Yeah. So they, so they would play the Nuggets. Yeah. They can beat the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Phoenix-Golden State's final. I would not be surprised at all. And that would be the uh, the nursing home guys going against each other because these, these two teams are old. Uh, Phoenix traded for Durant to win the West. If he's healthy and the rest of them stay healthy, they have the best team mm -hmm. if they can mesh it together. I don't give the Clippers a chance at all. I I don't like the Clippers. I, they just don't know how to win. So, yeah. but how are you going to bet that? You can't make I, any I, money if you take Phoenix. Yeah, so. I don't think you do. I, the West is almost unbettable for some of these prices, unless you like the, the the underdogs. It'll get interesting in the next round. I think the next round's where it's going to get really interesting. It's like yeah. you said, how many of the top seeds are going to lose, you know, and then and then how is it going to shake out? Who's playing who? So well, I think the Nuggets are going to make it through the first round. Yeah, uh, I just don't think OKC is quite there yet. If they get there, and I don't like Minnesota's chances, mm -hmm. I think they'll get through it. That second round, let's say all things hold form, 
and they play Phoenix in the second round. Yeah. I have a feeling they're going to be playing Golden State in the second round. Yep. I'm with you on that one. I'm with so, you on that one as well. Um, before we go on to NHL very quickly, who do you think is going to win these play-in games? Thunder and the uh, – excuse me, Thunder and the Timberwolves, the first one. Who do you think? I don't like Minnesota that well. I like the Thunder's chances. I see where I think I saw this morning, four-and-a-half-point underdogs, mm-hmm. maybe even five-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick them last night. I didn't think they would beat New Orleans. I really didn't because New Orleans was playing really well. And I didn't think they'd beat them, and they did. I'm taking them tomorrow night. I'm going to take them. I think they're going to win. Welcome to the bandwagon. I took them last night. I'll take them. To, I'll take them tomorrow night as well. And then uh, the Heat and the Bulls for the eighth seed in the East. Well, the Bulls are playing great, and uh, they were dominant in the second half last night against Toronto. Miami made a run after getting way behind against Atlanta. The game is in Miami. I think Samich said today the Heat's five-and-a-half-point favorites. Mm-hmm. I ain't taking the Heat at five-and-a-half. So I'll go the Bulls plus the points in that one. Bulls plus the points in that one for you. I'm kind of with you. I I think the Heat – I don't know. We'll see what the spread is tomorrow. Um, you I know, think, I think the cover, but I think the Heat will get it done. The Heat never did get going this year. They never did get on any kind of a roll. No, they really didn't. Yeah, so they're not as good as they were last year. Yeah, and the year before. I agree with you. They just—they never really did. Um, yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to the NHL very quickly here. We won't spend a ton of time. We don't know exactly uh, who's going to play who, so that's no. why we can't spend a ton of time. There's still one more game or two, two, two nights. There's a game tonight and a game tomorrow, uh, or a couple games tomorrow. Makeup games. Let's let's start with the East. Obviously, Boston, the team to beat. Yep. Will anyone beat them, and who will it be if so? Well, we talked off air, I think, on this. Uh, I really like Toronto, and everybody said, "Well, what? they can't even win a round." Mm-hmm. Okay, if they can get out of that first round, I think they're talented enough to win. Do, can they beat Boston? I don't know. I don't know. Boston is just so solid. Yeah. Um, they don't wow you with how they beat you, but at the end of the day, you're beat. And they just have such a, a, a great team. Uh, so I like them. Uh, I Of all the teams, I think Toronto's got a little bit more than the rest of them do. Um, Carolina, a great regular season team. They just don't score enough for me. Ditto to the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, you got to have a little more offense than they do. I think the Lightning's on their way down. I think uh, I don't give. If Toronto doesn't beat Tampa this year, and that's the one series we're sure of, we know that's that that matchup is set. If they don't beat them this year, I don't know if they. I don't know if they're ever going to get out of that first. Year. They're better than Tampa. I think Tampa Vasilevsky's kind of slowing down, and Tampa doesn't. Ha- they're getting old. You have to beat Tampa this year. You have to. Toronto. Last year, Tampa was a really, really good team. They, they still, still have a lot, a lot of juice left. They made yeah. it all the way to the finals. So you lost in seven games to them. If you're the Leafs, it's like, yeah, yeah whatever. This year, you got to beat them. Period. You have to beat them. Uh, they're just not as good. Nope. Uh, Vasilevsky's not as dominant as he was. Nope. 
and they're getting old. They're getting older. You know, all dynasties finally age, and you got to start rebuilding. I think you'll see a rebuilding in Tampa. Yep. Even though a lot of teams would like to take their record, the team we that none of us watch much or know much about are the New Jersey Devils, and that's one of those teams we just don't know what they are. Florida is playing pretty well, and the Islanders are sneaky good. So, but they they don't score enough either. So. Just don't think either one of those teams can can get through it. I, well, go ahead. Tonight's a big game for Florida. If if Florida beats Carolina, then that means they're going to avoid the Bruins. Yes. If they avoid the Bruins, I think Carolina can make a run. If you not, mean, I think they're in trouble. Obviously, you're talking about Florida. I mean, I I mean, Florida can make yeah. a run if they yeah. win tonight. Yeah, and avoid. Yeah, the I, I like their chances in in a series against Carolina. Yeah. Not the Bruins. I agree. Yeah. Um, well, if they win tonight, they're probably they might play the Devils. Yeah, that's true. And I, I, I it sounds like Kevin's reason, a big, it sounds like I Kevin's a big Devils fan. Yeah. I wouldn't want to play Florida. No, but I like I like the Devils' chances to beat Florida better than I do the Hurricanes. There's just something about Carolina. I just. I don't know what it is. I guess they just don't score enough, maybe. Yeah. Devils do not want the Panthers. Okay. No, they, I agree with him. I I would rather play the Rangers. Because this Panther team is they're a very good team. They are. They played like crap most of the year. They did, and they figured it out. Yes. At the right time. I think they're scary. Uh, we'll see how it shakes out. The matchups are going to be interesting. Uh, as Kevin said a little bit earlier, Devils Rangers would be a fantastic series. Oh uh, boy, would it ever! Yeah, and it could definitely happen. I think if Carolina wins tonight, it's going to happen. So yeah. we'll see. I I kind of lean towards uh, Boston here. I, I I don't really know who's good enough to knock them off. So no, I just have, I just have seen over the years these dominant regular season teams struggle to get through all the way yep. to the end. I get it, and and I once, don't know why, but they do. I think the pressure's on them. I think that's yeah. a lot of it. They got it a is. lot of pressure on them. Uh, when the, the Patriots, the year they went undefeated, they didn't win the Super Bowl, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, remember when Golden State had that team and set the record for most wins? They didn't win. Yep. That year. Uh, oh, there was a who else did I? Oh, one year. This has been way back. Uh, the Mariners. Yes. Had yeah. the best team by far. They may have set a record for most wins. I think they. Did. I think it was broken. I think it might have been broken here recently, but yeah. they didn't even get out of the first round of the playoffs. No. So it happens a lot. And you're right. You do have that added pressure on you because 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 when they drop the puck on the opening game of the Stanley Cup playoffs, the regular season means absolutely nothing. So. Kevin's right. Here's a hockey team right here. The Lightning got swept by the Blue Jackets not too long ago. Remember that? Yes, uh, I do. That's right. Yep. And four games I, to zero. Yes. Yes. And I remember the Red Wings got beat once. Yep. Uh, to the oh, Sharks. The Sharks. The Sharks. Beat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it happens. Hockey is weird. Yeah. Um, Samich was talking about momentum in baseball. Uh, hockey's the same way. The year the Blues won the Stanley Cup, 2019, they were not dominant at all in the regular season. They got hot down the stretch yeah, and made a great run, but I don't think very many people picked them to win the Cup, and everything just kind of came together for them. And yep. 
and yep. you got to win a game you shouldn't. You know, I mean, Boston can go out and play great, and the other goalie shuts them out one to nothing. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens, and it's just man, hockey is so tough. Uh, Curtis says, "Aren't aren't the hockey playoffs just a random number generator?" No, they're not. Get hockey playoff hockey is is just different from regular season hockey. So once you get into the playoffs, there's teams that are built for it a little bit better. The good news for Boston, they are a team built for the playoffs. Yeah. They're solid in every line. Yeah. If and you don't if you don't follow hockey much, you need four lines. Yes. Depth becomes a huge, huge thing in the playoffs. Yeah. You can and get you away have, with it in the regular season. When the Blues won the Stanley Cup. Their four lines were unbelievable, and they got scoring from every line, and yep. that's the key. And Boston's got it. Yep. The yep. great teams do. Yep. You can't yep. just have your stars. Now, your stars have got to play well, and they have to score, but they got to have help from the rest of the team because the other team's going to do every everything they can to shut down your star. That's the thing. It's all intensified in the playoffs, and so that's what happens. That first line that usually has your stars, a lot of times will get shut down until your second, third, and fourth lines come up, rise up, and, 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 and get goals. And then when you got to start paying attention to the other lines, then your first line is able to get some yeah. offense going. So and that's what happens. That's the key. And, no, it's not random. It's It's very much who's built for the playoffs and who's not. And like I said, the, the Bruins certainly are a team built for the playoffs. Yeah. A team that I don't think is built for the playoffs, the Dallas Stars. Right now they are in first in the West uh, right now on the Central Division side of it. I don't think they have that scoring depth that we just talked about. However, yeah. they are sitting there in a good spot. But let's talk about the West. Mm -hmm. didn't think I'd say it. I'm all over Edmonton. I, I think that another team that really wasn't built for the playoffs in previous years, I really think they are right now. They're really rolling. I like Edmonton and Colorado here. What about you? What do you like in the West? Oh, I agree with you totally. Uh, the Stars have been playing much better uh, in the last month. Um, they have a lot of ties, but they had a lot of ties, and they haven't been playing those games lately. Yeah, you know they've been winning instead of. And when you see ties, that means they got beat in in the game. They actually lost the game, but yep. in hockey, you get a point if the game ends in regulation in a tie, you get credit for playing that well. And then, uh, so those, when you see 14 on the OTL there, that means they lost 14 more games. Yep. So really you add that together and they lost 35 games. That's not the way it works in hockey, but anyhow, they're still a tough out. They are very well coached. They're, they're very aggressive. They're defensive minded they're tough they really are yeah and they could finish first it's possible if if they don't and they play the wild it's two teams that are exactly alike they're just alike both and, of them. and so either one of them i think is going to get beaten the next round but that'd be it'd be a good series against each other yeah look they're going to be three to two yeah two to one type games and it's just going to come down if that's who they play is who gets the break. And that one probably would go seven games. Uh, I, I think the West in hockey is just like the West in the NBA. I, I think anybody can beat anybody in this. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Cause you got uh, the second wild card, Winnipeg is playing as well as anyone yeah. right now. And they're dangerous. Winnipeg, 
Winnipeg can beat Vegas. I don't know that I will pick them. We'll see, but they can beat them. Yeah, and and Winnipeg is very good at home. Yep, and they have players. They're pretty good, and they, good. they they've been playing well. Uh, everyone's kind of forgetting Seattle. I don't think they can make a run. Uh, let's see. They would probably open up with the Avalanche, right? If, yeah, if, Seattle. If well, go, that's that's just it. We don't know because there's still a lot to be worked out these last two nights. But it 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 possibly could be should be the Avalanche in Seattle. Isn't if if Vegas wins one more, if they win their next game, aren't aren't they the number one overall seed? Yeah, Vegas will get the low wild card. So they would play Winnipeg. Yes. And so yeah. you're either going to have Dallas or Colorado take on Seattle. Yeah. Listen, I think if Seattle plays Dallas, Seattle will beat them. They'll give them a heck of a series. I don't yeah. think they have enough firepower to beat the Avalanche. Yeah. Now, Colorado, uh, let's say if they finish number one, I think Colorado gets it done. I think Vegas will eventually win, but I think you're looking at a long series. And I think it's going to be Vegas-Edmonton, which would be great. And I think it'll be some combination of Colorado versus somebody over on the other side. Oh, yeah. Uh, at, if it, if the Kings and Oilers hook up, which looks like that's probably would be the first-round matchup in the West, would be the Kings against the Oilers if everything goes accordingly. Mm-hmm. Wow, <laughs> what a series that would be too! It was uh, that wasn't that the one where they they it was eight to six and no that was the who was that last year was it the Kings and the Oilers where they no, had the Oilers and the and the Flames oh it was the Flames and the Oilers yeah. yeah okay so it's it's gonna be a wild it's good this West is gonna be nuts um, I mean, there's some good teams here yeah there's it, it, like I said they're you go up to the east, you got the dominant team, and you got a couple other that you think, yeah, they're, oh, yeah, they're solid. Here, this is going to get wild. Yeah, it is. I, I think this playoff hockey, if you like hockey, these playoffs are going to be unbelievable. Yep. I and agree. the thing that's different about hockey in the NBA, the first round of hockey, you don't have four to zeros very often. No. Uh-uh. You don't have sweeps very often in the first nope. round. Nope. No, it's every series it's is tough. It's brutal. Yeah, it really is. Yep. And by the time you've played each other four times, you absolutely know every tendency that team has. Yep, absolutely. It absolutely. is tough. And, and it's 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 a battle. It's a war of attrition in the NHL. Oh, sure. you got to um, stay healthy too. Yeah. Oh, and that's a big key as well. And then, you know, goaltending's got to be there as well. If the goalie gets hot, they can take you a long way. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, and vice versa. Now, Dennis wants to know if you have a question. He's missed this part of the segment. It's time to you end know, the show. Do I you know, have Dennis, a question for us. I've been letting everybody down. Uh, yes. Yes. All the fans hate you. Well, hang on a minute here. I should have got. I. One thing before you do it, I'll give you time to, to, to think about one. Uh, Jason says he likes betting the road teams in hockey. Seems like home ice gets overvalued when it is really a toss-up. thousand percent. I agree. Home ice should mean everything in hockey. It doesn't. It does it, not. argue with me that it does. It never does. And it never no, does. I totally agree. Yep. It does not. It. Uh, We've talked about it on the show. You get the last change when you're at home. Yeah. In hockey, so basically, which is important, the other team has to put out all five players. We'll say it's a stoppage. 
The other team has to put out all five players, and then you can look and see, okay, who did they put out there? Now I'll put these five guys out. You would think that would be a huge advantage. You'd think. It's not. Mm -mm. (laughs) It's weird, but it's not. I just think it's because – it is a huge thing, but it's it not. is a huge thing, and it yes, do not back it up because you want the matchups. It's all about matchups, and you, and you get to coach, have your matchup. You hear a hockey coach; they will tell you over and over and over how important that is. It never matters. Mm-mm. You should have an eighty percent home win if it you know if it mattered as much as what everybody says it matters. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it and it's the weirdest thing. And you talk to hockey players, they'll say it's oh, it's so important. You talk to coaches, everybody says, Oh, that is just vitally important. It doesn't mean shit on no. the ice. <laughs> yep. So it's weird. Anyway, you got a question? I just think I, I you know, I think it's like baseball. Baseball, the pitcher controls everything. Yeah. And the goalie controls everything in hockey. Yeah. You know. You very rarely are going to see a team win the Stanley Cup that doesn't have great goaltending throughout the series. You have to have great goaltending, too. And, hey, by the way, Vesna winner probably playing for the Bruins, so there's even another thing in their favor. Well, the backup goalie's great, too. I know. Yeah, they've got two goalies better than a lot. It's almost unfair what they did this year. They've done a fantastic job. Yeah, they have. I mean, winning 64 games. But, but. It means puck, nothing. When the puck drops this weekend. <laughs> yeah. All of that shit means nothing. Yeah, they're, they're zero and zero, just like the other team. That's right. And you know those goalies that played good, if they get yep. a little bit of a cold They got to go right out there. Right? That's what makes it, it, you know, it makes it so hard in any sport yep. where you've done so well in the regular season and then you have to turn around and do it again. Yep. And it's so difficult. It's, it is. It is. You've Everybody's done it once. Man, now you got to turn around and do it again. Yeah. I don't life. I can't shut up long enough to think of a question. Um, can you think of anything? Um, let's see. Hmm. I've got one, but I don't want to. I don't want it to go too far. Um, <laughs> well, let's not do that. Well, well, I know. Uh, I'm just going to say I would like to see one thing. Uh, changed in this country. Oh, let's not do no, that. No, 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 no. Listen, no, no. This is. I'm not mentioning anybody. Okay. And I think we would be in much better shape if we would do this. I would okay. love to see us get rid of the political parties. Oh my God! Well, that's a great one. Yes. We need to yep. look at that very much. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. And if I'm not speaking to someone that's listening to this, that's fine. If you do your homework, research, whatever. But all the the political parties, 90% of the people that vote one way or the other, they don't have a freaking clue what -hmm. what that really means. They they don't. Not a clue. It's become, this is my team versus my team. Yeah. You're right. And I think if we would just do away with that, and it's me running against you, you're going to listen to what the person says. Yeah. And also, when you get elected to Congress, you're going to be your own guy. You're not belonging to the Democratic Party. You're not belonging to the Republican Party. Yep. You're you. You vote the way you feel. Yep. And that's 
that would solve a lot of, well, I don't know. It probably would create other problems, but it would solve a lot of the problem of, hey, this person A is on my team. So yeah. he's my guy. And you're exactly. like, wait, 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 wait. He he killed three people last night in cold blood. We've got video of it. Doesn't matter. He's on my team. That's right. And, and I think it, it, it needs to happen. And, you know, a lot of people don't know this. If you didn't teach history, you didn't listen to your history teacher, which nobody did. Yeah. George Washington said this on the day he quit, on the day his resignation speech or whatever, his mm -hmm. farewell, he said, at that time we didn't have political parties. He said the worst thing that can ever happen to this country is to have two political parties. Yeah. And the very thing happened yeah. after he got out. And used to the two sides could work together somewhat. It has not been that way for the last 20, 20 years. <laughs> Was this a question or more of a statement? I think it's a statement. It's a statement. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, uh, Well, and that's the thing. Here's what happens. When you get two separate entities like this, instead of everybody wants, you know, not everybody, but the, the normal group of people want everything to be in the middle, Right. Yeah, when you get two teams that are fighting amongst each other, the tendency is to go further and further to the right or to the left, which is exactly what's happening. Which is exactly what's happened, and it it's getting worse by the day. Yeah, but if you eliminated the teams, yeah, there's no teams. Then all the people that are pushing to the right and the left would have no idea what to mm. do. No, and all of a sudden they'd be on their own, yeah. and that's what needs to happen because. What's happening is whether you're right or you're left, you're appealing to the extremes to keep mm -hmm. them on your team and appeasing to the extremes to keep them happy when really most people in America just want it to go right down the middle. Yeah. And there is no middle anymore. No. No. And, it, and like you said, yeah. it's just going further and further. Yeah. This side goes as far as they can. Yep. This side goes as far as they can. And the majority of the people are sitting there going, what the hell is going on here? Yep. Yep. What can we do? And I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just dirty. It's I, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it, but. Yep. It's, it's, it's rough yep. right now. That's a good yep. one. Well, it wasn't a question, but. And then I don't know what you do with social media either. I was going to ask you that. So our, our friend Shadi, who's who's not here right now, but uh, I'm she surprised asked a, she asked a simple question: Do gallop outs matter? Mm -hmm. And when I read it, she had zero responses because I read it like three minutes after she had posted it. Okay, and I thought to myself, "Oh, this is going to be awful." <laughs> And it was. It's just turned into just awful. And so it's just, I don't know, P Twitter people are really funny to me. It's kind of inspired me to just get off of it. I haven't been on it hardly at all since this happened because they all want to say we got to we gotta appease the new people. We got to get new people involved. And Shawnee's not a new person, but she's no. new-ish to the game. She, she was heavy into it. Then she kind of went away from it. She's been back about a year. You can't get new people involved when you act like these people on that bet horse racing day after day, not everybody, obviously, but the most people, the most vocal people on there, 
you can't get new people involved when you act the way you do. You're going to, the normal person is going to look at that and go, God, I don't want anything to do with this. These people are lunatics. <laughs> and I knew it would just be awful when she, when she, when she tweeted that out, I thought, Oh God, this is going to get bad. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, listen, a couple people that we have are are just as bad fighting on Bluegrass Day with Marcus Hirsch about buyers. Like, guys, get a life. Come on. Like, that, really? You got you, this is what you want to do on Bluegrass Day? Yeah. Day fight with some idiot from DRF about buyers? You're supposed to just enjoy it. My God. Yeah. That, talking about Jared and, and Curtis. I'll call them out. It's like, you guys don't have anything better to do? I mean, give me a break. Just like, enjoy yourself. I mean... If you're on horse racing Twitter, oh, it's bad. <laughs> bad, and it's like, why is it so bad? I mean, I don't get it. And like, if you if you don't like a horse that I really like, I can't just say, hey, I disagree. You're a stupid moron, idiot yeah. that's never known anything about racing. Exactly. It's like, and you get okay out of that. You, you know? line up twenty five. Okay, this take the count count fleet we just analyzed. Yeah. You line up 25 guys. Who's you pick? Who'd you pick? Who you pick? You're going to have five or six different picks in a race like that. Yeah. Everybody can make a case for a horse in that race. And I mean, the other thing, I don't want to get it. I, I, I can't stand people knocking jockeys. I, I don't, I can't stand that. Yeah. I mean, that happens. I don't like, you don't do it that much. I know you don't. I, I, I don't post and I hardly read it anymore because, again, when I wake up on – well, I wasn't – I didn't wake up. Let's say when I looked at Twitter Saturday, I had been awake, and I see our account arguing with somebody at DRF over buyer speed figures, and I know for a fact the two people that were arguing with the guy hadn't even looked into if they were accurate or not. They just said, oh, yeah. those are too low. It's like, what are we doing? Like, this is stupid. Why is our account doing that? I don't think that. I don't care. I haven't looked at a buyer speed figure in 10 years. Why do I care? And why am I going to try to rub it in somebody's face about it? You know? Yeah. Stupid. I mean, it, it's idiotic. Yeah, I know. And that's, I mean, that's just how, that's how I feel about it. And, and I, Kevin, I think you're right. I think sometimes my love for the sport gets drugged down because I get on that app. Yeah. So. That's that's my take on it. I would try yeah, to stop it as much as you could. Yeah, it's. I mean, social media is good in a way, but it's just brought out everybody's mean side. Yeah, and Dennis, I, I kind of agree. I'm I'm kind of out on speed figures as a whole. I they're they're a very minor part of what I handicap with now, and I think I've gotten better honestly since it, but. I really like Craig Bukowski, who makes the time form figures. I think he's he does a good job. Even if I think all speed figures are done, I'm not going to go to him on Twitter and say, "Hey, I think what you do is worth yeah. it." You know, yeah. even first of all, I don't think that, and second of all, even if I thought that, how big of an asshole am I? Exactly, this guy's over here working his ass off. That's and, right. You know, that's what he does. That's his job. Yeah, I mean, and that's what we're getting, and it's it's sick. Yeah, I and then know. people go, "I wonder why we have mental health issues." Well, that's why people are freaking mean to each other. Really we mean. We're way too mean. We're, we we yeah. want to pick a, people want to pick a fight. They want to fight. They want to. They just want to fight. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so, and and again, you can you can have all opinion you want, but it doesn't mean you have to go put down other people because of it. I mean, it's just. Yep. But I really believe if we're ever going to solve this government problem, 
we're going to have to do away with the political parties. Because here's the other thing. There's money involved. Yeah. Tons and tons of money are involved in these parties. And anytime you get a bunch of money going, you yeah. got problems. So, yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. Like Curtis, some people, they, they have trouble hearing another side, even when it's just about horses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our YouTube page is just like crazy. Yeah. It's just like, guys, like, I can't go on. I can't make a YouTube video and say I like every horse in the race. What kind? What would that be the point of that? Like, I don't personally. If you have a horse that's different from mine, I don't personally hate you or that horse. I'm no. just not betting him. You know, it's not that big a deal. You no, know? that's that's your choice to bet the horse. Yeah. So, so. I don't know. We're just uh, too hateful with each yeah. other. I guess. Yes. But you know, just go to the track, bet what you want. Mm-hmm. But if you get beat, don't blame other people. <laughs> blame yourself. Yeah, exactly. Have yeah. you ever said anything bad about a jockey when your horse wins? No. Oh, he was fantastic. And then the very next race, you may bet the same jockey and you get your ass beat. Well, that damn jockey screwed me up. Right, yeah. Yeah, so. uh, yeah and it, it, it's all areas. It's not just racing. College sports fans are crazy. Oh, my God. Don't even um, go there. Wrestling fans are that's a nutty place as well. So it's listen, I'll say this about college sports fans. After I got on Twitter, yeah. I cannot stand Oklahoma fans. <laughs> and I'm a huge Oklahoma fan, but I'm realistic. Yeah, yeah. Those people are insane. Yeah, they're insane. They're just, they think their own little world. Yeah. They are the greatest football program in the history of time. Mm-hmm. And there's no gonna, reality. They're going to go into this SEC and they're just going to kick everybody's ass because yeah. that's what they've always done. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. And they're going to get a dose of reality and they ain't going to like it. They. Yeah. I don't know. You probably didn't see this, but Barry Switzer made a comment that he doesn't think the fans are going to be able to put up with the SEC because we're not going to win all the yep. time. Yeah. And they attacked him like he was uh, evil, just a horrible person. Yeah. Who's, and all he's done is given his life to Oklahoma. Right. Because they don't want to hear that crap. They don't want to hear it. So. Yeah. Oh, it's they're they're horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, they're I all mad because the softball team, what's happening? Of course, they're winning every freaking game. Yeah. But what these teams are doing now is they'll pitch a pitcher for one inning and they get her out of there and put another one in. Mm-hmm. Because OU's hitters are so smart that they get used to what those pitchers are doing. And by the time they come up the second and third time, they know what they're going to throw. Right. Well, that's called strategy, and that's what they're doing, and now they're all pissed off about that. The rules need to change. You can't have rules like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just uh, – that's – yeah. They, it, delusional. Delusional, delusional. It, it is. So, yeah. So, anyway. Well, we've solved a lot of problems. I'm glad Dennis brought that up. We needed – Well, I do – I wish we would get rid of the political parties. I, I'd love to see that happen. Yeah. It would be chaos. Yep. 
All right. The, the signs in my neighborhood would be interesting. What would all these old people do? <laughs> Where? Who would they support? Well, you still would support a person. No, but who would it be? <laughs> you would have to get well, You could go ahead and support the person. But what would happen if you didn't have the parties? Uh, I don't know. Certain people wouldn't rise to the top and everybody follow them like they do now. Right. It would be interesting to drive down this road and not know what the 20 political signs I'm going to see and what party they're at. So I know. <laughs> no matter who. Like I said, there's people in this neighborhood that if if the certain party person yep. murdered someone on live television, they'd still it wouldn't matter. Yeah. So all right, we're getting out of here. That's it. That's the yep. final statement on a on a on a way to boy, we've really ended it on a great note here. So well, right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the weather if your weather's good. By the way, yes, flooding in Fort Lauderdale. That is awful. It is yeah. awful. No racing today at Gulfstream. I don't know about tomorrow. It it might not happen either. It it's oh, bad. Yeah. Pictures are unbelievable. So hopefully, if you're in that area, you're staying safe. And uh, yep. I've heard everybody's okay at Gulfstream. So so far, at least I've heard that. So hopefully that continues. Yeah, that's that's scary for sure. All right. Well, yes. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the weather. We'll see you next Thursday. Like this is Dude to Bet Sports. Dude to Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dude to Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dude to Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman. And it's Bob the Coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit.